Hey, Does that mean it's officially fall, or is that on another day? I haven't the slightest of clue. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But I bet everyone out there is curious, like, why does Steven sound different? Why does Steven <laughs> look different? No, but <laughs> no, but uh, no. Today, um, yeah, we've got uh, Talos Movius joining us. He's the one for you. For those that don't know, help with the research videos. Um, yeah, Stephen wasn't able to make it today, uh, and Talos and I are always talking, so I just invited him on. Talos, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good. What about you? How are you doing today? No, doing good. You know, I'm always enjoying my, you know, Wednesday and Thursday Gundam chats, or sometimes Wednesdays on Stephen's channel. It's not necessarily always Gundam video games and stuff, which you and I talk about, too. So who knows if when today's show we start talking about video game stuff uh, randomly. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, like, I guess we were just talking... Right before the show started, we're both playing the first Descendant beta, which it's pretty cool. It, it's like a culmination of all like that, what you'd expect from like a triple A looter game. But like, you know, so we'll see how it goes. It, it's, it feels like Destiny and Remnant and Division, you know, the best of all those kind of put together. What, what would you say about that? Or Warframe, uh... I guess. Warframe is probably the biggest comparison. It's got a lot of elements from multiple shooters at the same time. So I can say that it has a great appeal. You know, the diversity of characters, weapons, and all that in just the beta. So, you know, it's promising with how the final game will end up being. This yeah. is still a beta. We need to always remember that. And it's still I know, and good. It, plays, it plays like a typically re released game, <laughs> even for a beta, because most games that get released are betas. <laughs> but... Um, but no, uh, yeah, anyway, again, thanks for joining. Um, yeah, we already got off on the video game tangent. But no, again, Gundam Explain live on Thursdays, podcast available um, on Fridays. Uh, you know, thanks to the supporters that make this stuff possible. If that's something you're interested in, check the links in the description. Um, there's different ways you can support the channel if that's what you're into. And then if you haven't joined our Discord, go ahead and do that. We have a lot of fun over there. Um, but also there's links below for supporters that are supporting this show there's links in there even to S steven's channel uh, midnight hatter where i do the live stream with him on wednesday so um okay so for today's show we're going to talk about like usual the new drop in gbo2 and then we'll get into the lore of that suit because it's a very interesting suit never saw it before like what's been happening recently even you helped me with that gbo2 most obscure gundams list and there's just even more like we could say 25, but there's just so much more that's just been added on. Um, and then there's been some interesting releases we might get into, like robot spirits wise, and then uh, some Gundam metaverse news we'll get into. But to start off, to start off, let's let's do something fun here we did before. And I'm going to try for a role on stream. See what we get. Hopefully something good. Um, maybe the act in. Maybe we might get the... Uh, <laughs> the so, you know, let's... You suit. Okay, so this is the one that has the the new suit. The Agjin. Would you pronounce it that way? Yes, you're correct. Ag it's the Agjin. Okay. When I get that right, that makes my day. Okay. Let's... Uh, yeah, let's see what gets dropped here. And even doing that video of the most obscure suits, I was able to use that to determine what do I not have yet. Because if it wasn't in my list, I looked on a wiki. All right. Oh. I You already have that one, though. <laughs> already have it. Yeah. Never used it. It actually looks really cool, though. Is it's it another Gaza model. Yeah, you're correct. All Gaza, well, most Gaza mobile suits were transformable. Some of them... We're able to transform only once and then couldn't transform back. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, uh, pretty neat, pretty neat roll. You know, and I have 40, but I don't feel like rolling for the the Agjin, to be honest. As cool as that is, wait that for is something that's my style. Yeah. Um, Who knows, next week we might have some that is a lot more your style. 
Yeah, what would be my style? Like, yeah, I guess some more Vance of Zeta, but I can't complain because I just got the wound wart. I'm really happy about. Um, I guess, um, you know, there are some other Hazel variants that would be pretty cool to be put on there. Um, and, you know, that would be something else I'd like to explore, too, that I don't know if we really fully explored it, like all the variants of the Hazel. Because I know too we many. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Is it that's too many to cover in a video? Or is it there where it's like 50, endless possibilities? There are 57 set variants of the Hazel, of the Tier 1 Hazel. We're talking Tier 1 Hazel. We're not talking yeah. Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4, Tier 5 or the tier 6, which is the Wound Wards core frame, we're talking the tier 1 Hazel, because the tier 1 Hazel utilized a lot of the technology and a lot of parts of uh, either pre-existing mobile suits to be remade into the TR plan, which I think that you're going to cover eventually. I'm not going to get into detail right now, because it's too long. But not only that, but there were also the optional parts that the the hazel could equip specifically the hazel yep. custom like the you know the triple sealed boosters which it has in gpo as the high mobility for yeah yeah that's right i mean it's almost like there's variants but then the variants have their options and <laughs> man it, yeah it just gets crazy um well um before i start getting into more uh news and stuff talos something i ask steven every week Anything Gundam-related you've gotten into the past week? Well, that is actually a good question. And the answer to that is I've been working along with... Uh, and it's not been only the past week, but almost the past month. I've been working with RS, the host from UCGO's uh, recent revival project. So that has uh, gotten me to appreciate a lot of older suits a lot more because you get to see them even in their early 2000s era to mid 2000s era and you're thinking not much has changed and yet we still appreciate them equally if not more as time goes by one prime example would be i've been looking at gym light armor in a much different light because i always look at it and i think there's a lot more intricacy than just dropping the armor i see here <laughs> ah okay so that oh, that reminds me of that that concept I come up with where when I build a model kit, I appreciate it more, but I guess you diving into UC go the way you are, you're able to like, um, um, yeah, I appreciate it more because of the suits they have and the limited suits. Cause at that time there wasn't as much of the expanded universe, I guess you can call it of universal century. Um, you're correct. The greatest example will be I never really realized how many parts, how many movable parts the Full Armor 7th has for just a 2007 uh, model, you know, as a mobile suit of mm. that era. So, you know, it's fascinating. Yeah. No, it is. Um, anything... What about you? Oh, what? Oh, yeah. What about me? Gundam stuff this week. You know, not too much. Uh, because, again, it's been where there's a lull in Gundam news in general. There's not a show going on. Um, I, you know, while I'll typically play a lot of Battle Operation 2, I actually just been playing some other games. You know, I got the ROG allies. So I've been playing a lot of, uh, I was talking about beat-em-ups, that Double Dragon Gaiden that came out recently. Amazing game. I've actually been playing it two different platforms, Xbox and Steam. It's one of the few Xbox games that also doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to play anywhere. So I had to have them on both platforms. Fun game. It it adds a little more modernization to the beat-em-up genre, you know, collecting coins. It's roguelike. So once you die, like, it's over. You delete your save, but you save tokens. And tokens are used to buy other characters and stuff. So, But when I'm playing it, I'm like, I love this style of game that could fit any IP. And it's like... Maybe that's what I need to do, make a Gundam beat-em-up. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, Steven and you are in Unity making stuff. And even my son, my youngest, he's been dabbling in Unity. He made his own VR map. It was amazing. It's like, man, I it would be fun for me to use Unity to concept a, a beat-em-up that, you know, it's a Gundam beat-em-up. I mean, think of starting a level and it could be like in a colony and you're walking there's all the little homes everywhere 
you're an RX 782 or a GM, and then all these Zaku's come in, and then you have to. And I, I would, I would play on the beat 'em up genre where I would like to add where, yeah, maybe there's melee combos, but also you know shooting, you know, would be cool. Not many games do that. Um, in Double Dragon Gaiden, there's I want to say like eight or ten characters to unlock, and one of them uses a gun, and that's not typical for a beat 'em up, but they did it good because there's a deliberate like one shot, two shot, three shot, like you're comboing the shots and um. I feel like there's a way to combine shooting and melee combat to make a fun little uh, Gundam beat em up. But I'd love the idea is like as you're beating up, as you're fighting the enemies, they drop parts. And that allows you to customize and build your own loadout for you know, each level. I think that would be the the take on it to make it a little more interesting. Um, and the closest to that is actually... A game that I've been playing that I, I need to make a review on, I haven't beat it yet, and it was for the Saturn, Mobile Suit Gundam on the Saturn, which was a side-scrolling shooter and beat-em-up. It, it wasn't straight-up shooter, it wasn't straight-up beat-em-up, it only had one plane uh, to travel across, where beat-em-ups usually have um, multiple, but in this you can shoot on multiple planes. It's interesting, I'll have to do a review on it, because I think it's a game that one only came out in Japan. So obviously people aren't going to see it. And two, it was on the Saturn, which unfortunately the Saturn has a lot of amazing games that just never got bigger popular because the time the Saturn came out, not many people, it wasn't as popular, unfortunately. Um, but I, it, it's funny because I think the Saturn and the Dreamcast amazing consoles, it's like the gamers console. And then, you know, the whole thing with Sega didn't work out. Unfortunately, I do remember um, you talking about the game uh, on the Saturn. I yeah. always have to remind myself that uh, I didn't have a Saturn. The problem is that uh, oh. me being young at the time, I didn't give it off to a cousin of mine, so I never really got a chance to play any other game. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing with Saturn. I remember the only time I had uh, played a Saturn, other than recently with emulators, was back when it first came out. We, you know, we already had. A bunch of consoles. I had a Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, 32X, Sega CD. You know, I had, and I want to say, I don't remember if the N64 came out before or after. I want to say maybe after, but I remember we rented the Saturn and I rented the game Bug, had a lot of fun with that. But then a lot of it was like, well, these games are on other, you know, platforms, you know, it, it, or the games that came out in North America for Saturn weren't a big deal. Like it didn't have its own Sonic game. So, you know, that was uh, that was a reason not to get it, whereas the Dreamcast had a Sonic game, you know. And, oh, Midnight Hatter is joining us. Great. Yeah, he's in the <laughs> chat. Good to see you. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Um, but and, and talking about games, obviously, if you get myself, Talos, and Hatter in a room, like, we would just talk games like crazy forever. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then, so let me uh, end my thought, because, you know, you're asking what else I got into this week so then i made that video about that nx edge uh high new which is crazy and one shout out to sig new york who zionic shadow is a member of he's one of the founding members sent this over to me because at the tamashi tamashi nations store opened in new york and it was like a special opening um and it came with some cool stuff like this little like plate here which Anyway, uh, shout out to uh, Zionic Shadow sending this over. It, it's just really cool because I feel like this these past couple months have been like the time of the high new because it came out in GBO2 after I bought the uh, that metal build that I love it, the giant metal build, which I think is like the best proportioned looking late era UC robot. Not late, late era, but mid era I guess. Later. So, um, <laughs> yeah and uh then yeah gbo2 and then you know bandai sent me the real grade which that was like wow that real grade's one of the best real grades you know that they've come out with and um yeah you know what as much as i love the high new but like i feel like i don't like the colors i'm fine with the colors you know what i mean but like if it had more of the traditional colors on it which would be a good custom idea. I think it would look even more badass, but 
but it's still cool, you know? And what I find fascinating, too, is that there's a blue and purple variant. And I forget, did you ever explain that? And I forget maybe if I did, why there's a blue and a purple. They just changed it uh, from the manga. And... It was just different artists, I think, and interpretation of the artist at the time. I know that one of them was a, a Katoki interpretation. I think either the I think the blue was a Katoki interpretation. Uh, I don't remember for sure. I will have to look at it again. But yeah, it, it was literally just different artists. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I find that interesting because my last name being Blue and I happen to like the color blue. I don't know if there's a, a relation there. But so sometimes when a mobile suit has blue in it, there's a little bit of, oh, look, a shout out. No, but uh, the, the purple <laughs> just looks good too. I think sometimes the purple, the, the thing I... I do, okay, so like on this, the shield has kind of like the straight lines. There's also that gradient polka dot look that I can't stand that came with my metal build. Now, they do have an option part for this shield, but it comes with like a $200 gun, that the mega bazooka launcher that you give the metal build. So, uh, so I don't know if I'm, you know, uh, going to spend that, but what that's what's neat in GBO2, you can get either shield. Um, anyway, so my point was, I did a video on this. Thanks, Yonic Shadow. You see, I just keep talking and talking. But um, yeah, very cool stuff here. Um, and then, um, what was the other? I, I did that other video, yeah, about Evolve, the, the next Gundam Evolve episode, which it's fun watching Gundam Evolve, but some of them, like the last episode, doesn't really do anything for me. You know, like, you know that uh, but it's neat how it seems like with Gundam Evolve Bandai's able to and I guess it's experimental but they were just coming out with interesting concepts or more obscure stories that aren't sort of mainstream ideas or rewrites um you know I I think that's pretty interesting it's a way it's a good way to test out the technology also uh glad that the rogue uh, uh... Uh, pointed it out for me. Yeah, I was right. The blue one is the Verka variant. So that's uh, the... It's the Katoki variant. Oh. That's the chains. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. That, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's interesting how they do that. Because I don't think there's any other mobile suit that sort of does that, where it comes out and then there's, well, there's this version or this version. You know, normally it's like a singular version that might just have some little details to it. Um. Yeah, so, um, okay. Was that it for my week with Gundam stuff? Yeah, like, again, slow news. There's no modern game. I've played all the games. <laughs> so, um, okay. We're going to move on here real quick, and we're going to talk about games again, but it's going to go into more lore. So, in GBO2, there's this new suit, Agjin, and I have so many questions. You may have answers, right? Um, but first, we'll look at this. It's a raid 350. So, very interesting that it's at 350. That seems kind of low, but then it's an ag. So, that makes me think, oh, it's part of that evolutionary line. But then this takes place during Moon. So, it could be remnants, or well, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see when we get there. It comes with yeah, a raid 350. I don't think there's really much more to say. But yeah, let's okay. Funny that they don't have a picture, even though okay, I was just seeing it. Here we go. Although it has this already from GBO2 already <laughs> in the wiki. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> okay. So yeah, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at early Zionic style, you know, mobile suit. Um, do you have anything to add? Do you know much about the suit? So the Agzin follows the same line as the Ag, the Agu guy, the uh, well, obviously the Ag guy itself. They they are still of the same production line as the Ag. You can see a lot of the remnants, the arms especially are the major parts where you can see the arms look very much similarly to the Ag guys. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of old tech being reused in uh, this uh, Ag, uh, the Agzin, but uh, it was very heavily. Uh, modernized. That's why its model looks a lot rounder. 
the armor looks a lot thinner in comparison to the previous one-year war suits. There is a heavy inspiration to one-year war, and it does follow the same line, but it has become, I think, a fourth generation, either third or fourth generation AG mobile suit. So that's why it's both very different, but you can still see the callback to the previous era. It's equipped with four uh, high, uh, four mega particle cannons on the torso, mega particle on the arms, missile launchers in the arms, and the iron nails, which you see as well. Yeah, and I even saw I was watching videos of people use it in GBO2, and they would do a melee attack, but then they could do I don't know what I was seeing. Was it a? It was like a dodge roll, but yeah, was it that's doing the, damage? That's the new skill that I was talking about. Resist the move Kai. Just like the Xatria and the Sazabi FF have their own versions of the dodge roll, which is called the resist move, it pretty much makes you immune to all stagger, but you can still take damage unlike the normal dodge roll. The Agjin has a, a Kai, a custom variant, where if you do that roll, you still do not have the iframes, but you can instead do damage to the enemies that you're connecting with. Wow, okay, so there aren't iframes, but the trade-off is it does damage. Yes, and you can do it up to four times. <laughs> oh, wow, because I saw people doing it twice, but four times, that's crazy. That's neat, because I love that kind of adds a new gameplay element, considering how different this is in design. Uh, anyway, um, let me look and see if it has any, no notes and trivia. So, yeah, it's very obscure. Um, the EMS-13 Agjin is a newborn Neo-Zeon mobile suit that is specialized for combat on the moon. It was developed from the specifications of the At Guy, an aquatic mobile suit used by the Principality of Zeon during the One Year War. So, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting how there's very little on this, being that it is, you know, based on Moon. And I know I hear Moon being celebrated a lot. Obviously, the designs are awesome, but I I think I started the story because I guess the characters are on that the Moon Moon colony, and and I just never really got through it but i feel like um yeah i feel like I, I keep telling you this i think when we talk offline it's like i need to finish it i need to uh because i love the designs mm -hmm. it's and it's from yeah the ipe giobu which i think did stuff for um which for mercury right if i'm not mistaken uh he's also done iron blood dolphins yeah uh the individual the, the mechanical designer that is behind a lot of the models of modernized mobile suits easy pay Yobu, so it's interesting. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, so that that is neat. That is a neat. I, I feel like it's an example of a unique looking mobile suit without it veering too far from what we would expect out of UC. I I, I consider like the Zeku series the same sort of thing where they look very unique but it doesn't stray too far from the principles of what a uc suit is like even looking at this more of this uh hand-drawn look um even from that it has very much of that uc like you would see this in unicorn easily and you wouldn't question it um which is also really funny a little yeah, bit of a cool, fact but... for the acting uh, the Ag guy was told to have oh, the up? power of two Zaku generators. Uh, the Agjin is said to have two times the power of the uh, reactor of the Ag guy. So I remember a friend of mine made the joke. Does that mean that oh. it's Zaku squared? Ah, okay. I see. That. Well, that's actually pretty interesting. And I would, you know, I would even, I could even see that because if it was made for the water, you know, the at guy in the first place would have to be a little power, more powerful. You know, that's kind of like, it's almost like a different atmosphere to work in. Um, huh. Yeah, that is, that's neat stuff. Um, huh. Yeah, two times uh, Minofsky Ultra Compact Fusion Reactor. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, yeah, again, it's in GBO2, which is awesome. Not something I was expecting. Um, you know, real quick, to finish off with this GBO2 discussion, I'm still expecting, I would assume they would go to this Penelope in Kasai, or how is the Greek pronunciation of that again? C. 
XI? C? Like ABC? Uh, like KSI, C. Like K and S combining one word. It's a, it's a letter of the alphabet. So good luck with that. Okay. Yeah, that's one. That's an example of one where there are that that there might be different ways of pronouncing it, but like I, if you look at the root of where it comes from, it, Greece. Whereas in, yeah, in Japan, sometimes they would take they won't go by the root of something and just more of the phonetic pronunciation. It's um, it's really funny yeah. as well because you know looking um, at the the Greek alphabet because most of the Project V and after were all named after the Greek alphabet. So the new Gundam would be the Ni Gundam, and it's honestly really funny to me when I think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone's saying like in Chinese pronunciation. Um, let's see. Someone said something earlier. Let's see if I can find it again. Um, no, I can't find it. Anyway, I I love the chat. Sometimes I can glance at it, but you know, then I forget what I see. But I always appreciate the chat. Um, okay, so next up, a couple things I wanted to talk about because again, it's been light on uh, Gundam news, but there's stuff coming. So, um, okay, so starting October sixth to the 17th is this Gundam, uh, Gundam Metaverse launch. And I think the idea is they're launching it with like, there's the three episodes of, yeah. And the thing is called Gundam Next Future. So like, and and then because we're seeing Seed and Witch from Mercury, one, I'm sure it's talking about the Metaverse. And then I guess that Seed Freedom movie is coming out. But then with Witch from Mercury, I wonder what stuff they're going to talk about. Is it just new merchandise? Well, or are they going to have some a, more stories? Um, there is a manga that is coming along with, uh, you know, thus far uh, with Witch of from Mercury. So maybe they're talking about the model kits based off of the manga. Yeah, okay, that would be pretty cool. Um, so in, in, it could be that that's all they're talking about. It would be neat if we got more information, like when that Requiem for Vengeance is going to come out what that phantom one was the i forget the name of it and then um live action movie but uh so at least though and this could be interesting here i might cover these is the six uh adam you do not have any sound on my end <laughs> okay Oh, you're not able to hear me? Oh, there we go. It picked up again. I think it's okay, the website. <laughs> ah, okay. Good. Yeah, if anyone in chat, yeah, let us know if there's any issue with the sound. Okay, Mike is back. Oh, interesting. I wonder I wonder what that was. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, three episodes. And here's the thing. I haven't watched the previous build fighters, but I always hear good things. And I want to say on their YouTube, um, the Gundam Info YouTube, they're adding the they're yeah releasing the previous shows, which I think they've always had them on. They just like private the playlist and then bring it back. So I I don't know if I would have time by October sixth to get caught up, but it's like I kind of want to eventually. Um, it's just one of those series that I never bother getting into, just because it's more of a like the name. It's almost like a meta of you know Gundam have you watched all the build series uh yes I actually have I've watched uh, the battle logs I've watched the build fighters build fighters try divers divers rerise and I gotta say other than diver well build divers the rest were a very high notes for me they they did have something that the Gundam always tries to say as a you know cherish the people around you because you never know how long you're gonna have them you know, without the necessary death, obviously. Um, it's fun because it yeah. tries to, to, you know, give you a message that the Gundam wants to give. You know, simply just because there are a gunplay, you breaking them, you literally are losing part of your war. 
So all of that matters because, you know, it's a different side of Gundam where it's still a strong side. Still a strong side. Yeah, I, yeah. WD thirtieth is talking about like the beginning G animes, the first that started all, and I and I actually have watched that, and that was enjoyable because by that time, I understood enough of the references, which I think that's part of it. Like the references, kind of, you know, pull at your heartstrings. You know, like you know, seeing the Rumble Rawl guy, you know, um, or just seeing like when the kid was talking about his dad being into it. You know, that that type of thing. That that's pretty cool. Um, and and I did watch you know and I did watch the battle log series that came out shortly after I started my channel and I covered that and that my whole thing was it's you have to set your expectations correctly because kind of like you said like the risk the kind of character risk is lower it's a different type of story different type of problems characters are having than you would get from a traditional Gundam wars like life and death world order you know um, so yeah I. I feel like it's a whole other world of Gundam for me to get into. And yeah, hopefully I'll do that soon. Uh, um, the best way to describe it then, is just like, how... Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. They, they've announced some other stuff and yeah, the color scheme on this looks amazing. Um, yeah. Don't see myself buying it though. And what are they calling that? Just recirculation color. Hmm. And then the little Zaku. Kun. Uh, Goose says that there's a minor echo. Um, Again. Oh, Echo. Well, um, yeah, I don't know if maybe, yeah, there's, I'll, I'll try to have to watch for that to see if there's any. Let me load my mic as well here. Maybe this is better for, uh, I don't know if I'm just uh, a lot less loud on the stream. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want it to be uh, too low, but. But yeah, we can move on here real quick. Um, okay, I wanted to show this off because this looks sick. Like, just by looking at this image right here, I'm seeing like this super detailed Gundam look. You know, and it's the Providence. I guess it's from Seed. I'm, you know, it, it, I I know enough about Seed, but sometimes I don't remember what comes from what. Metal Build usually has its own design inspirations but this thing looks sick like i love the piping that's coming out the side the vents um i mean look at like it's holding this giant gun and then it's got all these bits shooting out i i mean look at this this is the sickest looking gundam it's just that i don't normally follow or buy seed stuff but and they're also 420 dollars like uh, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but man, this thing looks sick. Like it's this a could big be in the metal build, and I would. It's a really big. Yeah, I would be like, I would be like, yeah, that's fine. Because then looking at the the size uh, comparison, um, between these two, like man, and then the back, it's like its own booster. I don't know, guys. This is. Is not something I'd normally buy, and yeah, 420 probably not going to happen. But that that's the the thing about seed is sometimes it has d designs that are super sick, and I think this is one of those. Like I wish this was a UC thing. And then yeah, Zaft, which yeah, that's no, that's really cool. Uh, I don't know. I have a couple metal builds. I have the high new, the F91. And the um, crossbone, one of the crossbone variants. Have you ever got a metal build? Uh, never had the chance. So they're quite a bit uh, above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah, you know the ones I have, the the F ninety one and crossbone I bought used, and the high new. It's like I wanted it, but I just didn't have enough. And then one day it went on sale on Amazon. Like, why did it go on sale on Amazon of all places? Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I love these things, but oh, that price, um, okay. And speaking of other stuff of high prices, uh, there's, what's really cool is, you know, again, I, we love Hazel's and I have the metal robot spirits. It's different than the metal build. It's a metal robot spirits. And, um, 
I have the Hazel that had add-on pack, and now they're coming out with another one. It's literally the same thing, just with the rollout colors. And I, I feel like this is the trap that they can get me in because it is the same thing, you know, just the different colors, and I would love to get it. I probably the, will. It's just these really funny part is that this is the exact same uh, Hazel that you get to see in uh, uh, Zera in your translation movies. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, man, it's and it has the booster uh, parts. I see it's making a different configuration, um, which is awesome. Oh, you know what? Shout out Midnight Hatter for the super chat. Five dollars. Thank you for the Metal Build Providence Fund. Thank you. I am. I don't know what percentage there now, but <laughs> thank you. <for> that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, again, like if it's not a metal build, it's going to be these metal robot spirits. But gosh, it's like so much money. And I will probably soon do a review of the wound wart with the option parts set that I got and let you guys know if it was really worth spending as much money as I did for that. Um, it's still up in the air. But that review is going to be pretty hard because... In fact, I was working on it this week and then changed to the high new because I, I just didn't have time. But with with the wound wart, the option parts, the haze on the option parts, there are so many possibilities that I was thinking, like, if I did a review, would I do all the configurations? And it's like, I don't think so. I think that might be too much. I might just do a configuration, take a picture or two. Um, yeah. Um, okay. And then speaking of robot spirits, Armored Core Six. People that got their wish. Seems super surprising, <laughs> but also super awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even think they have anything. I wonder if what happened was the game when it came out, it just got super popular, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we might as well do some robot spirits of those." So it's it's pretty cool. Um, that like that line of action figures are awesome and that it could be anything than just Gundam. Uh yeah, because that stuff is awesome. And yeah, they even do, yeah, the the they have the monster arts, or maybe they call it something else. Monster spirits, you know, where they have like Godzilla, King Kong, and all that. So yeah, they do more than just Gundam. Um, and then another thing that's robot spirits related is you know they've already announced and i've actually already paid for the pre-order of the blue destiny and their freak custom robot spirits and now they have the unit three unit two and unit three which again looks awesome and it's funny because i have the the model kit of unit three which i think the model kit itself is like an exact representation of what's in the game slash manga and uh, or yeah, probably more the game. Yeah, the game I, because it, the manga variants are different. Unit one had a difference. Oh, so even with unit three, there's a difference. Most mobile sets in the manga are actually okay, vastly different. Well, I say vastly different, but they are pretty different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially like eyes. I've noticed that's the thing with visors or eyes or what. Like they kind of change that up. Antenna. Yeah, I know the unit one, but I have. Yeah, and it's up on my shelf, and I look at it like the model kit I've built looks exactly like this. So it's like, well, why would I buy this? But I probably will anyway. Um, and then <laughs> I think if I do a review, I'll actually do a comparison because it's interesting how similar they actually look. And I kind of appreciate that. But also it reminds me how, how like with the aerial, that the aerial robot spirits and the aerial model kit were completely different. On the surface, yeah, it looked like the aerial, but if you start looking at proportions, uh, eyes, things like that, like you can tell it's different. In this, it looks exactly the same. Um, and then, yeah, the the Unit 2 with the orange shoulders. I actually have the model kit in box still that I need to build of this, so I'll have to get to that soon. Um, but I love like that they're going through this line because... That tells me that robot spirits could be open to anything, uh, especially if they're doing the video games. So, 
gotta say like this is a really good time to be into gundam robot spirits because i feel like they're coming out with like some of the best stuff now do you own any robot spirits uh i do i own only one singular robot spirits and that is the god gundam i think it was robot spirits i'm almost certain it was it's either a robot spirits or oh. a universe because a friend of mine got yeah. it for me a while back for my birthday so Ah, uh, now there is a universe one, but I think that's a recent release. If so it's a recent release, got, yeah, the robot be, spirits because uh, I know there's been, yeah, the robot spirits has been out for a while. So, um, and so here's another thing I got. So, I think it was Uncle Tom posted this in our Discord, and then I was like, man, where did he get that image from? And I did a reverse image look up and found it here. But a lot of times I don't know where people are then getting this. You know, because it's like, was, were, was did he happen to be somewhere and take the pictures? So a lot of times I'd love to get a source on these things. So if anyone happens to know where this was It's at, almost like know. the confusion of the like, giant TR6 inlet that I sent, that I sent Rogue the other day. Uh, if you want me to, I can send you it. But that was from someone that went to a either a Chinese or a Japanese uh, uh, exhibition of some sorts, and they had the one of the 144 TR6 inlet, and that thing is massive. Yeah, I, I remember you shared that. So this was probably the same place, some sort of like convention or showing or something. Could be. I wouldn't put it past it. Yeah, because that one was. Yeah, that that was huge that you showed me. Oh man, that would be awesome to have. I might be able to resend this just for a reference yeah. if you would like me. Oh, you're resending it? Yep. Let's see. Oh yeah, let me move this over. If I can I don't think I can zoom. Oh, wait, maybe I can open in browser. Yeah, if you open it in browser, zoom. you should be able to. Okay. But look at the sheer size of the thing. <laughs> yeah, so. Size of the thing. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. that, And, you know, I wonder how often, like with the big Zam, it's like as they're doing R&D and concepting, they do put some money into creating, you know, uh, concepts. And it could be that they never get released because, like, how much would something like this be? <laughs> Certainly, it would be over a thousand, right? Yes, at least a grand for sure. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I would need like a corner in a room, like I would have to move like furniture out of the way just to have this somewhere. I just place the mobile suits on but top of it, just to make cool, it itself. Yeah, make it the shelf itself. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but like that it's cool in a way because this i only know of the inlay in action from sd generation genesis i believe it is but a lot of times you can't tell on the battlefield how big it really is this really helps kind of give that scale and that thing is insane I mean, um, you only you only need wow. to imagine that I, this thing I, I can carry six uh, Asimars under its uh, top wing binders. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Wow, that would be another thing. Getting robot spirits of those the Asimar and having, oh man, that's nuts. That's top tier right there. And I don't know. That might be a good. Actually, that might be a good research video we do later. But like. Was this one where it was like peak Titans development? This, uh, again, it's part of the uh, the TR6 plan. I actually went into detail on that. So uh, when you manage to get through that, I think that you're going to read a lot of interesting things about the inlay and what it represented Titans-wise. Because uh, it even had a new uh, name, which I think I talked about it in the Wound Wars video, which was decisive uh, battle weapon. It wasn't a mobile armor. It wasn't a mobile suit. It was, it was a yeah. decisive battle right. weapon. Battle weapon. Yeah. In okay, so then in in the TR research doc we have, there's more about this in there. Yes. You're saying. Okay. Yes. 
So that will be something for you guys to look out for because we're working on a TR research doc to kind of explain what that TR line really means. So that should be coming soon. Yeah. After all, the TR-16 was Um, uh, literally like, what, nine plans, uh, seven or nine plans together in one weapon, pretty much in the long run? Ah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's insane. And and I kind of like that idea. I kind of like that there was this time where there was so much, so many resources that could be used to go all out, you know. But at the end of the day, that doesn't survive, really. And it doesn't really change the course of Universal Century in a way. Um, yeah, that that's kind of interesting. Um, all right. So uh, I wanted to circle back to something you had mentioned earlier, and that's the, that Universal Century Gundam online game. So are, I know there was, I forget how long ago it was, where you were playing with some others online and you were sharing your screen. Do you still actively play it? Yes, whenever I get the time to, I have, uh, and I get the chance to, I play a lot of UC Gundam Online because it's an old traditional MMO game where, uh, to put it lightly, there is always something to do. There is always something to do. Mm. Okay. So, because when I was playing it, it what was like, I started somewhere and I didn't really know where to go or what to do, but is it set up where there's just, do you just like go out and just run into people or, or run that's, into enemies to find? That's, that's the best way to put it. There are a lot of ways that you can fast travel in the game. Unfortunately, due to it being mostly in Japanese, the guides are in Japanese, so you cannot really see it. So if you want to, I can help you with uh, pretty much the start of it. But there are even specific hotspots where there are specifically Zion or Federation troops. Uh, and there yeah. are also the cities which you start off at, uh, which uh, is a great place to either find players, craft, uh, and buy weapons, mobile suits, and all of that. It's uh, The cities are like hubs, and then you have to find the supply depots, which uh, are camps out in the open in uh, Australia, or if you go in space, because you can go to space and you see Gundam online. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, I, hadn't, I actually hadn't seen any of the space stuff. Uh, I'll have to check that out. Uh, I mean, is it like, and would you say, and I guess it is pretty easy because I just, you gave me the link. I downloaded the client. I installed it and started up. Um, I, I mean, is this one of these things that you think it's worth for Gundam fans to get into? I'd say it's an experience. It gives you a perspective of how old MMOs were around and how much complexity went behind just one single Gundam game that never even really went for more than a year in its official release. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It was another Gundam Evolution of 2006. It lasted for only a year. And yet people brought it back, which is back to what you and uh, uh, to say often, which is if someone loves it enough, they're going to be willing to bring it back no matter the cost. Yeah. No, that's a good point because Gundam Evolution is ending soon. And in another, and this is a, a good actually a point. So like, it, yeah, like you said, if, so, if people love something enough, it can come back. And something I found out the other day from my son is there are ways for people to play Fortnite during specific seasons with all skins unlocked. Like it's a certain like server browser my son has, and it's like a different client for Fortnite. But then you could be like, oh yeah, I want to play season one, chapter three or something. And he can go into a game and there's people playing it and has all the skins available to unlock. And I'm like, wow, something as big so I'm looking at it. It's something as big as Fortnite. Of course, there's enough people. But for something as big as Fortnite, they're not closing it down. You know, and it's kind of that thing I was talking about where there is some legal use of that because it's like that's something that's not available anymore. And this is like the preservation aspect and no one's making money off of it. Um, that's why I, I think it's going to be really telling. After Gundam Evolution shuts down, will it be brought back? You know, because legally it can be. And it's interesting that this UC 
Go that is old is still being played today. Um, and that does that mean that it's a better game than Evolution? I think in terms of it be feeling like a Gundam game, yes, because I think the Gundam Evolution is going to... I mean, I know Gundam fans like to play it, but I think if people are hardcore into the character action FPS, then it, it's that will bring it back, you know? I don't know. I have a I have a true feeling that, uh, honestly, we have not seen the last of Gundam Evolution. And if it ends up like using Gundam Online, oh. I, th I am very much certain that people that will revive it will be able to possibly add mobile suits in the future. Yeah. yeah because that okay, is a you... part of what the UC Gundam Online's revival is, to add new mobile suits all the way to Zeta, Zeta era. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another one I don't know too much about. And this uh, Gore, uh, sorry, Gurogri Zerkov, I butched that, I'm sorry. I mean, how much more does Bandai need to do to get Gundam make it mainstream healthy? And I think there's a point there because Gun because Bandai is obviously throwing things to see what sticks. And it's it's I almost feel like evolution was neat that they tried that, but if they were to really think about where they wanted to put their money, that it, it's not it's not a hero shooter. Like that that was that was the mistake. Um and then even Rogue is saying maybe after the live action movie. And I wanna say, yeah, if they do it right, that is certainly gonna help. But in and then you look back at other things, like I wanna say as soon as the Last of Us TV show came out. Like they saw a huge increase of people purchasing the Last of Us game. It's almost like putting a second life into something, um, which it's pretty interesting because um, what is it? Uh, there's that game called Days Gone on PlayStation. And I think maybe I played it for a second. Uh, I don't really have any opinion on it. It's just an open world zombie game. They're actually making a series or a movie about it. And it's like, well, if Sony's doing that, maybe that would get, they just want to get more sales for that game while having a show and then see if, oh, do we make that a franchise? And what's interesting is them coming out with Twisted Metal, the show, but then there's no game to buy. I mean, I guess you could on PlayStation, like the old ones, but they didn't have a current one. And I think that's kind of what this Gundam live action movie could be. Let's say the Gundam live action movie comes out. What then is the through line it, it, it could just be people just buy more model kits. That's maybe what they're looking at, you know. Oh, do we see an uptick in model kit purchasing in the West or, you know, in English-speaking territories? Are they trying to get maybe people to buy more of the games? Because then, you know, a lot of times, especially like with Ubisoft, when they made the Assassin's Creed movie, the, the the point of that wasn't to make a movie franchise. It was like, that's just an advertisement for the games. So for Bandai and Gundam in the West, it's like, what are they banking on? And it, it seems like the merchandise, you know, um, but could they make more money out of a game property if they were willing to put the effort into it, like a Last of Us or Elden Ring, you know, where they, it's a franchise that makes a ton of money. My thought on the matter is that actually the Witch from Mercury, as much as some people hate uh, from it, it does make sense. And uh, as a part of yeah. it that I think uh, is great is that the Witch from Mercury show that uh, there is interest in the West if you hit the appropriate market. Uh, another example that you very often has, uh, you very often have with uh, Steven is that uh, what about the games that are creative, like a, a new Gundam build? Uh, uh, or a build series, like, you know, like uh, Gundam Breaker, uh, Gundam Breaker 4, for an example, that is well made. There are things that can be used to advertise the model kits and the making model kits that are interchangeable or easy to mesh with as well, like what Gundam Universe tried to would work greatly on that favor and front as well. It's the fact that Gundam has such a, a flexible idea to what they can do. As much as I hate to quote uh, a quote from Gundam Build Fighters is, Gundam and Gunplay's freedom. There is no limit thus far. Gundam has proven to us that there is no limit to what it can and can't do. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's good because it, it makes a, a. Oh, sorry. I think there's a delay, but no. What what I was saying. It, it sounds interesting because it seems like what the bottom line is really at the end of the day, Bandai is banking on the merchandise. So, which for Mercury, people bringing up in chat, and you brought up how that's kind of like that got it more popular. If this live action Gundam movie comes out. It's going to be for the purpose of selling figures, whereas some companies like Call of Duty or Activision bank on Call of Duty as a game. So it's very interesting. It's it's like I wonder if Gundam, and that's that's the other part I'm trying to get at here, is like Minecraft, Roblox, they're the modern Lego. It's going from physical to digital. Will there be a time in the future where physical goods don't make as much money as a digital representation? So does that mean Bandai should eventually be making a a Gundam build game that is of like a high quality, a high tier quality that's as big as, you know, a Diablo or even a Roblox or Minecraft, you know? And, um, and so that's why sometimes I wonder, like, when they're coming out with these games that are not that great, they're, they're good, like they're good on the surface, but they're not high production value. Is that the advertisement? for the model kits, but at some time, do they need to pivot and make it where the games are making the money? Because that's, if we look at Elden Ring, if we look at Activision, if we look at most companies that work on having a successful game, that makes more money than the movie industry. So yeah, I find that very interesting. I don't know. That's a fair point. Uh, yeah. The best way to put it, uh, personally, and that uh, will uh, be a big uh, project for a think tank team, I guess you could say, would be what truly makes Gundam Gundam? Is it the story? Is it the model kits? Is it the games? Debatable yeah. on that one, but uh, you never know. It's what truly makes Gundam, what attracts Gundam fans the most. You rarely see people wearing t-shirts, yet there are Gundam t-shirts, but you see a lot of people having model kits, and yet the model kits are not made a lot simpler. You see a lot of people play games, but the games do not get better in quality in some cases, or they become so complex that some people just very quickly move away from them. There are times where video games or movies just do not appeal to the specific style. Storytelling very often does not apply to some people. There are so many people inside the Gundam franchise that the conflict in their interest, people that say that IBO is the best, that Wing is the best, Double O is the best, oh. DC is the best. There are so many people that they, I guess Bandai and originally Sunrise are trying to cover that it's becoming an impossible fight and is it going to be them eventually choosing a specific audience or will it be them just choosing what they prefer, what makes them the most money? Yeah, and you know that's a good point. And even the chat, it, it's pretty interesting because it's like, yeah, in Target, you can see some model kits, which is pretty amazing, and the Gundam universe and whatever. But then, like Cuckoo's Doan's Island didn't get a dub right away, and then when it did, they just dropped it on Crunchyroll, not Netflix. So it's it's like there's this opportunity that they're just kind of leaving because if people, if it, more likely people are going to stumble across Gundam going into a target then on netflix even though netflix has some shows like why not capitalize on cuckoo's doan's island having an english dub and then releasing it because then there's that synergy between stuff that's found in target but then also animations being released in the u.s which for some reason i mean hathaway did it but they didn't do it with cuckoo's doan's island it's you know it's very interesting um and then you know with uc engage coming soon that's something i learned that even though it's bandai it's a completely different team than like the people doing sd gundam battle alliance or um g that eternal g generation eternal so i think it, even though it seems like it's been going on forever i feel like bandai is still in that growing phase of how to properly market all aspects all vectors you know isn't there like the the, the four things or whatever, like a franchise needs. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget that Bandai did not really have control over Gundam until recent years. It was originally a Sunrise. Uh, oh, Sunrise. 
Yeah, that's right. That could have so, been part of it. So probably they're trying to figure out what works best, and uh, I think that uh, pretty much the games that have been released and all of that are a proof of, as to even they probably are trying to figure out what makes Gundam Gundam. Yeah, cool. Well, cool. No, that was a good talk. I'm I'm glad we ended it on this note where it's kind of still open, like in the air. Like, what is Bandai really trying to do? You know, it would be interesting to see. Like, I think that this live action movie is going to kind of be that next, if it happens, what does that mean for Gundam, you know, in the West? Is it going to be where at a gas station, you're going to get like a Slurpee with a Gundam on the cup? Will it be a revival of it in the aspect of how the Transformers, the Michael Bay movies brought back Transformers somehow on the radar, or will it flop? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good point, too, because I was shocked that I'm shocked even to this day how many transformer movies they keep making obviously that there's something there um well cool well no good talk you know that's it for today's show um talus thanks for joining steven hope you're doing well out there um but good to have you here talus like you very pivotal to gundam explain if you guys don't know helps me with my research even the video games really all aspects of gundam if i have a question usually he has an answer or he'll deep dive into something i didn't know existed <laughs> so yeah if you guys ever want um uh, there's a link in the description for Talos's YouTube because he does post GBO videos that are pretty cool. Um, and then join the Discord because Talos also posts lore stuff, answers people's lore questions in there, which is a lot of fun. So, uh, Talos, anything else to add? Uh, nothing, really. That's all that was, I guess, from me for today, fellas. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, yeah, again, thanks for joining. Thanks for everyone in the chat. Chat was awesome today. It's always awesome. And I'm glad it Stephen was able to help help with my uh, Providence Fund. <laughs> I'm at 1%, so almost there. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Talk to everyone later. Have a good weekend.